Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. Sometime this month, the Supreme Court is expected to issue a ruling in a big climate case that could rein in the Environmental Protection Agency's climate oversight powers. Two coal companies in several Republican-led states want the court to limit EPA's ability to regulate greenhouse gases from power plants, a major driver of global warming. But the broader impact this case could have is what should really get your attention. Not only could the conservative justices limit how Biden issues climate rules moving forward, but it could also undermine federal regulations on a host of other issues, from drug pricing and financial regulations to net neutrality. To understand the implications of this case on Biden, climate, and beyond, I check in with Politico's Alex Guillen. It's Monday, June 13th. So this is sort of ostensibly based on the Trump administration's affordable clean energy rule, which folks may remember, a lower court struck down right at the end of the Trump administration there. So then there was this appeal. A couple of coal companies and a bunch of Republican-led states went to the Supreme Court and said, the Biden administration is going to rewrite this rule. We think you should step in right now and say EPA has only a certain amount of authority under the law to regulate these plants, meaning there's only certain things they can require, and they certainly can't require anything as broad as the Obama administration's clean power plan. It's a big fight over what EPA's authority is over power plants, greenhouse gas emissions, and just how much it can require. Right. And you're reporting that this case also offers the conservative justices an opportunity to potentially undermine federal regulations on a host of issues if they decide to apply something called the major questions doctrine to other cases. So can you just tell us about that doctrine and what it is? There are a couple of ways the Supreme Court could rule against EPA in this case. One of those ways is like a more narrow reading of the law, where they just say, we looked at the Clean Air Act, and it says this, and these are your guidelines. But the other thing that the challengers brought up was they said they think the court should use what's called the major questions doctrine, which is this idea that the Supreme Court has developed over the last 20, 25 years or so. And it's a standard for how they judge agency actions and whether they're authorized under the law. And what it says basically is if an agency does something that has vast economic or political consequences, then Congress needs to have clearly authorized that action in a law. So that's the argument that uh, the challenges we've been making in this case. And we'll have to see if the Supreme Court agrees with that or not. So what exactly, what types of climate rules could be at risk if the court does go this direction of siding with conservatives and taking a narrow reading of what federal agencies can do? So is it just the power plant pollution, a rule over that, or are there others at risk here? Yeah, there's a few energy and environmental rules, and there are rules in other areas as well that could face major questions, challenges if this were to happen. But in our sphere, The most immediate one is legal challenges to EPA's recent tailpipe emissions rule. 
up through model years 2026, so vehicles being sold in the next few years. That's facing lawsuits from oil and biofuel groups, and they're all arguing that this is an unauthorized transformation of the transportation sector because this rule is starting to step up action on electric vehicles. And so they're saying that the Clean Air Act was never designed for EPA to get involved with the industry to that extent. And there's a few other rules where it could play a role there. The Supreme Court is taking up later this year arguments over EPA's water authority. The Bureau of Land Management is working on a new rule to govern methane emissions from oil and gas wells on federal lands. And then another one is the Securities and Exchange Commission is working on a rule requiring companies to disclose climate risks to their bottom line. And so I think we could still see challenges to those rules under this doctrine, even if the Supreme Court doesn't employ it in this climate case. But there's certainly a lot going on in this area, for sure. Wow. And just turning back to power plants, given the dynamics of this conservative Supreme Court, how is the Biden EPA preparing to write a rule on power plant pollution that could withstand legal scrutiny? I know they're thinking about this in a creative way. I believe the EPA administrator has alluded to that. So what what have you heard about exactly what they could do in this area? Yeah, well, they're keeping it under wraps, to be honest. Officials have said multiple times that they have been thinking through options for if the Supreme Court does limit what EPA can do, what exactly those options are unclear. There was some rumbling last fall that it could involve, like requiring coal plants to install more renewable energy on site because they usually have a lot of land lying around. But EPA Administrator Michael Regan has also embarked on sort of a project to update a whole bunch of non-greenhouse gas-related rules that apply to power plants. And he said the whole idea is if he can give utilities and power plant owners a better sense of what the regulatory landscape is going to look like coming up, then they can start planning for whether it's more economically feasible for them to invest in whatever would be required to meet those standards or to just shut down the plant and, you know, invest in in something that's cleaner burning. And he said that that's possibly the best strategy for reducing greenhouse gas emissions. And in in this case, I'm talking about things like rules regarding the emissions of conventional pollutants, that's other types of pollution beyond greenhouse gases, as well as like wastewater discharge rules and solid waste disposal rules. There's lots and lots of stuff that power plants have to comply with that isn't directly related to greenhouse gas emissions. And so if you can strengthen a bunch of those other standards, then that will squeeze utilities in theory and get them to move away from coal without necessarily directly regulating greenhouse gases or doing so in a very aggressive manner. Also, on Thursday, FERC will consider long-awaited changes to regulations that have kept more than 1,300 gigawatts of clean energy resources from connecting to the U.S. power grid. Reforming rules around the clog queue is considered one of the most pressing challenges the agency can tackle to increase the levels of wind and solar resources on the power system. And the Commission's action would also mark the second proposed rulemaking it has issued in recent months related to transmission reform. FERC will also address the impact of extreme weather on transmission line performance in a separate proceeding on Thursday. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. 
Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron is exploring ways to expand their hydrogen fuel production to help make heavy-duty transport lower carbon? Find out more at chevron.co slash hydrogen fuel.